Now for the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's the Melting Pack, and it starts right now. You're listening to the Melting Pack. Here's your host, Pat Johnson. Well, thank you, Jerome. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the show, The Melting Path, the next level network. How are you? I am doing great. Not really, because at the moment, all right, I'll tell you in a second. Now, let, let's not start there. I mean, we're going to start the show in a, in a bummer right now, because I, I just, I'm so stupid. Um, but I hope you're well. How are you? Are you are you doing okay? Are you feeling all right? You might hear my phone go off today, because my... Uh, so, yeah, my wife is out and about with the boy because she got her license last week and bought a car. And so um, she's out and about. And so I, I said, hey, I'll leave my now that you're going out. And I usually don't have my phone ringer on hardly ever. And now I was like, oh, well, you're going out and about. You might need me to come help get something out of the car or unlock the door or whatever. You might need me for something or if something happens, God forbid, something happens. Right. I want to be able to uh, to respond in a timely manner. So, uh, yes, for a, for a good reason, my phone ringer is on now. So you might hear it go off. You might not. I don't know. Um, but I also might have to take a little time out to go handle a situation upstairs. All right? Not, it's nothing, hopefully it's nothing bad, but um, nothing bad there. So, yeah, that's what's up. That's a thing that happened. And, uh, yeah, but in, the, in this current moment, though, I'm, uh, I'm angry at myself because I'm mailing out these stickers this week. Because uh, I wrote out the cards. People, I have these stickers, and people said, yes, I want a sticker, and I finally had time to sit down today and write out all the cards. And so I went in the drawer. I pulled out the stamps. Like a little sheet had like six or seven or eight stamps on it, and I brought them downstairs. I put them down, went to the bathroom, picked up the cards, wrote, wrote them all out, can't find the stamps. So somewhere between my dining room and my office are stamps, like six or seven stamps. And I cannot find them, and I'm so angry at myself because I I am known to misplace a thing or two, just put it down when I go do something else, and so now I got to figure out where that is. So yeah, I'm a little uh, I'm a little peeved at myself today, and uh, just like right now. So yeah, oh hold on, I got to uh, I got to sign out from work because uh, it's about lunchtime. So let me do that real quick, and then I'll be right back. Hold on, alrighty, and we're back. Sorry, now all I have to so what I do I have to um, when I go to lunch. I have when I come back from lunch, I have to email both of my bosses. And so what I do a couple minutes beforehand is I will write it out like, hey, going to lunch, boom, see ya. And then uh, now all I have to do is click send so then I can finish the show and not be interrupted again until, uh, well, till I'm officially back from lunch. So there we go. That's what I just did. FYI, there's no video. You wouldn't see that anyway. Um, but anyway, I can't find these goddamn stamps. Hopefully I'll be able to find my stamps pretty soon. That'd be great. So I can send my stuff. Um, I got to mail some things. All righty. <laughs> Today on the show, we're talking birthday parties. We had a birthday party for the kid at the house. He turned two. So we'll talk about that. I'm going to do my segment that I meant to do last week about video game companies. Uh, they should have mobile versions of their games, like actual mobile versions, mobile ports of their games. They should do that. And we'll talk about why. Or maybe I'll just say this is what we should do. And someone might listen. Uh, we'll talk about AI ads. I saw this the other day, and it bothered me. So I'm going to talk about it. And then we got some fan mail of uh, about a serious thing. No, that's really the question. Give us a hot topic, a hot take on a serious topic. So we will get to that 
and a little uh, little thing at the end about a game I've been playing on my phone. Speaking of video games, on my phone. So there we go. That's the menu for today. Again, I hope you're doing very well. I am, um, other than being mad at myself for being an idiot, I'm doing fine. I'm doing okay. All right, we got some stuff coming up. Uh, we got to record twice this week. It's Tuesday, by the way. So um, we're going to skip the sports for today. Nothing real t- really timely because uh, the scheduling is going to get a little weird over the next week and a half around here. So we're doing this uh, doing this early. Sorry if you uh, if I miss any news. My bad. No news. It's a joke for two people uh, who might not even listen to the show. So all that is there. The first thing that we're doing today, though, is we are. Oh, hold on. They wanted me to say a bunch of stuff. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to pull that up now because we are playing a song from our new friends. The band is called Paper Geese, and they are from Central New Jersey. Because, as they say, Central New Jersey, it exists. Central New Jersey exists. God damn it! I guess no one gives them love from Central New Jersey. I have no idea. See, I don't know what the the whole thing with New Jersey is. Can we explain that? There, by the way, they're at. Uh, Paper Geese NJ on Twitter. So if you want to check them out, um, maybe somewhere they've explained what they mean. But like, I don't understand the because I'm not from there. I don't live there, so I don't know. Like, what's the? Do people kind of leave it out? Because like North Jersey, everybody thinks they're from New York, and South Jersey, everybody thinks they're from Philly. And and so like, what does Central Jersey do? Did they are they just like, hey, are they the Gen X of New Jersey? Everybody kind of forgot about them. You know, millennials are one side, and Gen Z is the other side, and Gen X is in the middle. Like. Hi, guys. We're still here. The latchkey kids and whatnot. No? All right. Am I too young to make that joke? I don't know. Anyway, uh, they wanted me to tell you that uh, that's Paper Geese, by the way. They are playing Grass Stains at Grass Stains in Philly on June 4th. Hey, I'm in Philly on June 4th. That's a week before my birthday. And uh, our bassist, Emily, has other projects at Take Today and Danger Club. And, wait, there's a third one. Jeez, How I Became Invisible. All right, well, I think I just found three new bands to check out for the show. So thank you very much. And Casey and myself, Rissa, did I say that right? I can't read out loud. Uh, You're going to learn this when you listen to the show. They run Stonehouse Music and Repair and Stonehouse Studios, if you feel like shouting us out. There you go. There, Of course I'll shout you out. Anything, when I, here's the deal. When I, when I say, when I want to play a song from a band, they give me the okay, and then I ask, hey, is there anything you want me to say when I play the song? And sometimes they're like, oh, just say our socials, say we're playing a show, we got an album, whatever. But every once in a while, uh, Hoity Toity did this too, which was great. I will get like an actual thing to say, and everything that you write, I'm like Ron Burgundy, everything you write on there, I'm going to read. So thank you very much. And they also said thanks for playing our song. You're welcome. You are goddamn welcome. Thank you. Paper Geese. So the EP that this song will appear on is not out yet. So again, Pat gets an exclusive. I'm very excited about this because I feel special. Is this going to be my thing, by the way? Like for a while, I've just been a guy who plays songs on his show from these these great bands from everywhere. But now, is my thing going to be premiering songs on the show? That would be fucking great. I would love that. If you have a new song coming out, you let me know. And I will play it exclusively on this show for my listeners. I'll tell them where to go buy it and stuff like that. And then, uh, yeah, so now you can only hear this song for the next few days as a part of this show. And I don't know about you. Maybe it's just me. I think that's really cool that I get to do this. So 
The band is Paper Geese. The, uh, I almost said album. The EP will be out on May 31. It is called We Now Give You a Choice. And this is, I think, my favorite song from, uh, from the upcoming release. It is called Herbert Road. This is great. Again, Paper Geese, Herbert Road, new EP coming out May 31st. So you can only hear this song right here. It's the Melty Pat. We're coming right back. There you have it, our new friends, Paper Geese, with their song Herbert Road from their upcoming EP. We now give you a choice. I forgot what it was called. Anyway, <laughs> I just said it three minutes ago, and I already forgot. It is out May 31st. So again, you can only hear this song right here on this show. And I don't know, maybe, again, maybe it's me. I think that's really cool. So there you go. The Melting Pat, the next level network. We are back. Places to find Paper Geese will be in the show notes at themeltingpat.com. The link there, they have a link tree. I don't know. It's a weird thing to read. Link, it's like linktr.ee slash papergeese. That, that'll be all in the show notes, uh, in your podcast thing and at the website. So there you go with that. Paper Geese, my thanks. 
to all of you for letting me premiere this song, and I hope that um, I hope that all your things go well. The show, the businesses, the side projects. I'm gonna reach out to all of those, by the way, and um, and we're gonna have some fun. That was uh, that was a tough one. I uh, <laughs> see. Here's the thing: my voice doesn't go that high, like and it, like the guitar riff at the beginning of the song there is uh, is higher than my voice can really go. And so I had to bring it down a bit, and now it just sounds weird. <laughs> and then we added some at the end there for me. That was fun. Paper Geese, Herbert Road, the EP. <laughs> it's coming out May 31st. We now give you a choice. Go pre-save it. That link will be in the show notes as well. So go do that stuff over there. All right. We did it. We did the thing. Go check out Paper Geese and all those side projects I mentioned. Go, go check. I'll write them all down. Because I'm going to forget as well. Um, so I'll put those in there as well. So there you go. All right. Let's get on. Let's get. Come on, Pat. It's been like 35 minutes. You've just barely started the show. It has not been that long. Stop it. Stop. You stop it. All right. Um, <laughs> aren't you glad I'm not one of those shows, by the way? Like, I go about six or seven minutes before we do the song and then get to the show. But, like, there are for sure shows that go like 50 minutes. And they go, oh, hey, we got we got stuff to talk about today. I guess it helps that it's just me, right? Like I'm, I'm talking to myself. I'm not bantering with someone else. So that does help, right? No, does anybody care about that? Does it? I've again, I've asked, and nobody seems to mind. But um, again, if you do, you let me know, okay? Can you do that for me? Thank you. All right, let's talk birthday parties. So the kid turned two, and um, it's been great. It's been something. I'll tell you that much. And so we were gonna have a party at a. There was a playground kind of in the, not really in the area, but it's um, somewhere we were going to go that had like an indoor place and it was a playground. So we're like, okay, great. Let's invite people with kids, like our friends with kids and family and stuff like that. And then we're getting close to the day. We're like, hey, we need some responses. And everybody was like, oh, sorry, I can't make it that day. Oh, sorry, I can't make it. So we looked at the list after everybody said they can't make it. And there were going to be like two kids there. And I was like, okay, well... That seems dumb. And so we decided, well, we both said that. So we decided, hey, we're going to cancel that party because there's no point to go all the way over there and then have, you know, three kids who are going to use the playground and, you know, the the list was going to be, you know, whatever. So then we decided, all right, let's just have it at the house. So now we can invite people we wanted to invite the first time, but they had a limit on the, you know, at the place. And so we now got to expand the guest list. We got it catered from a local pizza place. Uh, thank you, Chef's Pizza. You won't listen, but uh, the food was great. And, uh, oh, the cake. Let me shout out this cake. Well, the woman who made the cake and cupcakes, because they were delicious. Uh, Shakira329 Cakes is, all right, so the Instagram is S-H-A-K-I-R-R-A 329 Cakes. K-A-C-A-K-E-S. And then... um. Kira's Cakes and Beyond, Baking for All Occasions on Facebook, K-I-R-R-A, Kira's Cakes and Beyond. This this was so, this cake and these cupcakes were delicious. She made a rainbow cake, and it was really funny because she came in and she's like, hey, so the cake is a little bigger than we thought. And in my head, I'm like, oh, 
Like, there's no way this is going to fit anywhere. And it was kind of a like a tall cake. Jill took a picture of it. I'll try to share it. And thankfully, she's like, oh, it doesn't need to go in the fridge, which is great because that thing would not have fit in my fridge. <laughs> so she drops off the cake and the cupcakes. I'm like, yes, this is going to be great. The food came like right after that. Um, and then people just kind of started filtering in. And it was it was kind of crazy because our house is not that big. And at some point, I think we had 30 people here. It was like 25, 30 people. And if you're like, man, why don't I get invited? Because my brain is mush and I forgot. I, I mean, I just told you that I had stamps and somewhere between my dining room and my office, I lost them. So forgive me if I forgot to write down a name to send a text. I'm sorry. I'm, the, I'm a bad person. I'm a bad friend. That's my, that's it. That's me. I'm a bad friend. All right. Anyway, um, it went great. I mean, it was great. It got crowded, got really crowded, but we didn't run out of food, didn't run out of cake and, uh, nobody got hurt too badly. So I would say that's pretty good. And, um, you know, those are my three things, right? Didn't run out of food or desserts. Uh, nobody complained about it being too hot or whatever. And, uh, well, if you, if you did, I didn't hear it and nobody really got hurt. So I think that worked out. It, it was great. Um, thank you, everyone, for showing up, for doing the thing. Um, even if you couldn't make it, that's fine. The fact that you thought about us at all, thought about the boy at all, makes us uh, makes it feel real good. Not him, me. He doesn't know. but he uh, <laughs> Or he wouldn't know, I guess. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it was great. Had a good time. And uh, we're still chomping down on pizza and hoagies and stuff. And the cake. Oh, man. Cake is really good. So there you go. I will... Uh, yeah, I'll try to share those um, share those details again for the cake in the show notes. It went well. He got a bunch of toys and books and clothes and stuff or whatever. He, I don't know what he got, but uh, he had a good time. He did. He enjoyed it. All the people, and then he got sad. They're like Sunday, he woke up and he came down and he's looking around like, huh, uh, uh, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, buddy. The people are uh, they're not going to show up every day. Sorry, dude. <laughs> but it went well. It went well. So. Yes, thank you everyone for coming. Thanks for the all the well wishes and whatnot. And uh, if you missed it, come to my come to the house on my birthday. How about that? Does that work for you? No, it's coming up soon. Anybody? All right. No, actually, you know what? That sounds terrible. Don't do that. Um, unless, <laughs> never mind. Uh, all right, there we go. So we had it. Yeah, through a party for the kid, we had to kind of pivot about a week and a half ago, and um, and it ended up working out really well. So. Yeah, sometimes you get lucky and things go really well, and uh, and that's where we that's what kind of happened with us here. So there we go. We had a good time. Kid had a good time, enjoyed everything, and uh, it all went well. So there you go with that. All right, birthday party. We did it. We nailed it. It's always stressful. You got to clean and and make sure everything's okay and everybody's got food and everybody's comfortable and all that. It's, it's really stressful hosting a party, as I'm sure a lot of you know. But I think this one went really well. So. There we go. All right. Uh, we were going to do this last week. Yeah, no real transitions. I don't care. Um, you know what? Let's just throw a, throw a coin in there. There we go. Now, we got, now we're transitioning. It's a video game sound, and I'm talking about video games. Um, so, yeah, I saw this on Twitter about a week or two ago where someone said, hey, video game companies should put more of an investment in mobile games. And like not like Candy Crush and all that stuff, but like an actual mobile port of a game that I can play on my phone, that I would pay for and I would play on my phone. Because 
we're on our phones all the time, right? Everybody has, not everybody, but many people have their phones with them and on them and in their hands a lot of the time. And people already play, you know, Candy Crush and whatever games like that. And they already pay for upgrades for that stuff. So if you're willing to pay money for some mobile game, like some crappy phone game, then I think that would extend to a real game. Like if you if you put uh like the new a new Pokemon game on somebody's phone, or even if you put the old versions, like if you sold an official version of like Pokemon Red or Blue or Yellow or whatever, if you shared, if you sold, if Nintendo came out and said, hey, here's what we're doing, you download this app, the virtual Game Boy app or whatever, because they they do exist from you know other people have made them, right? But if you have an official Nintendo Game Boy app, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, whatever. 3DS maybe is now old enough. Well, it's been kind of discontinued, so I guess that would count as being old enough to have a game, although that might kind of get weird with the with the phone and only one screen. But imagine somebody bought a second screen for their phone so they could play a 3DS game. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. Let's uh let's table the 3DS one. So so if Nintendo came out and said, "Hey, we're going to release to you an official Game Boy Advance app that you can play all the Game Boy Advance games and all the older Game Boy games on it. And like you buy them, not for like $30 or whatever the full price was at the time, but like pay 10 bucks to play the original Pokemon game with all the stuff, all the bells and whistles. And you know what would be awesome? So here's the thing about, I'm trying to go to, I'll try not to tangent here too far, but uh, back in the day, Pokemon had like these online, these events where you had to go to a thing like the first one, right? To get the 151st Pokemon Mew, right? You had to go to an event, like an official Nintendo event, and then they uploaded it. They gave you a code or they uploaded it to your game somehow. I don't know. I never went. I I don't know how it worked. But then later games had like these special online codes or whatever that you would get from these events or these cards or something like that. And then you would get the certain Pokemon or unlock a new area or something like that. So now that these games would have an online capability, you could add in a way to have all these bonus things as DLC, right? Downloadable content, right? Because that's the thing. What a game, what game companies will do now, and I've complained about this before, but what game companies will do is they'll release the base game for however much. And then like, hey, pay 20 more dollars or whatever for all this other stuff that we could have included in the game at first, but we want to make more money. And I would not put it past Nintendo to do that. Say this happens, right? Say they release an official app, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color, game, I'll play all the Game Boy games on this one little app. You know, you're playing Pokemon Blue and you're like, oh man, got all my stuff. And then you get to the end and it's like, hey, you can unlock this area and go get this new Pokemon, or unlock this area and go and go fight this uh, this other battle, right? I think I wrote about it when I did one of my Pokemon reviews. Like a really cool thing would have been have a final battle with Professor Oak, and then I've lost anyone who doesn't play Pokemon. Um, have a final battle with Professor Oak, and then he gives you Mew at the end, or like another legendary Pokemon at the end. I guess Mew would be the one, right? And so what if they like if they did that, then I hundred percent people would get on that train and buy those an official app and you know make these things that were event exclusive items or or unlockables or whatever 
make them a part of the package or you know, three bucks or five bucks DLC to get to this new area and do this new thing that you could only do back in the day if you went to a limited event, limited time event, right? And so if you brought that back and made it available for purchase for people, I am 100% certain there are thousands, if not millions of people who would do that. 100% certain that people would get in on that uh, if you released the old games, just speaking of Pokemon specifically here, if you release the old games in an official capacity, people would do that. And if you release a newer game, if you release a newer game, like a, like Pokemon, what is it? Uh, Sword and Shield? No, no, that's not the latest one. Um, oh, damn it. Scarlet and Violet, is that the one? If you put that on there, on, a, on an official like Nintendo Switch app where you could play a, a, the game on your phone, and then, oh, maybe you got to buy, you know, a peripheral controller thing for your phone to make it really work. People would buy that. I would consider that. I would think about doing that. Well, I guess it would depend how expensive the controller would be. That's the that's the thing that would stop me. If they did if they like if it's like 60 bucks for the game and then another 60 bucks for the controller. That's I don't know, but they could probably make that work. Although, you know, I say this, I'm sitting here like I wouldn't do that. There are people who would buy that. Both of those. 100% sure. People would do that, right? And so, like I'm playing a baseball game on my phone right now. I'll talk about it at the end of the show. Um, and I love it. I don't pay for anything. It's free. It's really fun. Just a fun thing to go. Boop, done. Baseball. Uh, and again, we'll talk about it, what I'm doing in there at the end of the show that I'm naming the players. So if you want to get in, we'll talk about it in a few minutes here or in, you know, 20 minutes or something. And then, <laughs> but if, if Sony said, Hey, we're going to release MLB, the show 23 or 22, whatever you want is out, we're going to put it to mobile. You can't put it on PC, but they can put it on mobile. Um, I want that on PC so badly, by the way. I know, I know. I tried the Xbox thing. It didn't work because I don't have an Xbox controller. And uh, the, the workaround didn't uh, didn't do it for me. I couldn't make it work. Anyway, um, if Sony put the show on mobile and said, hey, just buy this controller or buy any controller that'll work with your phone, because there are some that do. If they did that, I'm in. I would buy that. I've wanted to play the show, like a newer version of the show for years. I, that's what I want. That's what I would like to do. So if you can make that available, that'd be great. I would do that. So if, if video game companies said, hey, people aren't really buying the handheld stuff right now, but they are on their phones, why don't we put some resources into making actual versions of our games for mobile devices? Because people would buy them. People would buy versions of like Tony Hawk or the show or Pokemon or whatever. People would buy these games for their phones because they're already on their phones and it's easier to just buy the game and maybe buy a controller than to buy a whole new console. I know the money is, is you know, the money's different. But I think this would be a good idea because there are plenty of people who would spend all the money and all the stuff for all the, all the gadgets and whatnot and would buy all the things to play game, play real games on their phone. People would do that. I am certain they would do that. I am 100% sure. All right. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like I saw this on Twitter. I'm like, I a hundred percent agree. This makes sense. It's not going to happen because it makes too much sense and they don't get the money from the console sales. The point is video game companies, yeah, should make actual mobile versions of their games because people would buy them and they would make money. I'm, I'm certain I'm not a, a, a business guy or an economics professor, whatever people deal with numbers and marketing, but I'm a guy who's online a lot, 
and a lot of people would 100% buy these things. Instead of buying a console, they would buy the game on their phone and like a controller they would need to use for their phone. They would do that. And you, I don't even think you would notice a loss. If there was a loss, it would be negligible. But I think you could sell enough of games and peripheral gadgets that this would make it a worthwhile venture for game companies. So somebody do that. And do I know anybody who works in gaming who could make this pitch to somebody? Who could make a, <laughs> make a more coherent pitch to your bosses about, uh, about mobile versions of games? No? Okay. All right. Anyway, um, do we have, should we do the AI? Okay. So this will be real quick. So a few weeks ago, I guess a few months ago, ugh, I, uh, I don't know my voice cracked there. I'm going, going through the thing there. Um, I did it. I had AI like chat GPT, write an episode of the show. I presented it as a, th- as a, as a real thing. Um, I put it on YouTube, I think, cause someone asked for it and I thought it was really fun. It was really like, just a little like, Hey, have a robot write the show based on the information I give it. Great. No problem. It was fun. But there are people who take AI way too far. Like the deep fakes of celebrity nudes, right? That's never good. Don't do that. Although celebrity deep fakes have existed long before AI, this whole AI craze has started, just so you know. It wasn't right then either, just to be clear. But uh, acting like this is a new thing is uh, is silly. It's not. It's now just, I don't know, better, worse. Bet like the technology's better, which makes the outcome worse for the people who are involved. All right, there we go. Is that is that fair to say? Did I get that right? Okay. So I saw, um, I guess last week or two weeks ago, that somebody made a was it a Tesla ad? And it was like, oh, featuring Ryan Reynolds. The strangest part about this to me is that they said, hey, here's this ad featuring Ryan Reynolds. And then they said, you know, this was made completely with AI. Uh, Ryan Reynolds was actually not involved, although if we think he'd be a great partner for whatever this was, Tesla or whatever the product was. I don't Maybe it wasn't Tesla. But the thing that was weird was that they tagged Ryan Reynolds. So, like, if you're... If, if you use a celebrity in your thing, right? So, like, if Taco Bell said, hey, here's Pete Davidson doing our commercial. Like, that's actually Pete Davidson doing the Taco Bell breakfast commercial. So, yes, you would tag him in that post and say, here's Pete Davidson. Or, like, he or his team, whoever runs his social media, would tag, you know, at Pete Davidson, whatever his handle is, right? They would tag him and say, hey, here's uh, here's Pete Davidson doing Taco Bell or Smartwater or whatever the hell else. He's all over my TV lately. Um, I'm not saying it's bad, just saying. And, and so, yeah, you would tag him, but why, I mean, like the whole concept of, of using AI to fake a celebrity appearance in your ad is gross. Like it's, that's not good. Like using an, an AI generated image, video likeness, whatever of your, of the celebrity to get an endorsement. Like using that without their consent, I'm sure. And like, oh, Pat, what about they have contracts? It's gross. Unless that person or people have agreed to appear in your ad, appear in your in your TV thing, in your commercial, in your in your picture, whatever. Unless that person has agreed to endorse your product or service, you should not use their likeness. Full stop. I don't care about what the you know what the network heads or whatever whoever has has made this logic make sense to someone else because it doesn't make sense to me but whoever has made that make sense I don't care you're a scumbag probably 
But I'm fired up. Yeah, I told you. I'm fired up about this. It bothers me that these people use, you know, they're trying to get over, like, here's this great product. Like when uh, when Elon Musk rolled out the new verification, the blue check thing, I talked about it a, a month ago or so, and he rolled out the, the blue check mark, and you had to pay for it. And so a lot of people, everybody lost their verification unless you paid $8 a month or whatever to Twitter for your blue check. And so then Elon Musk decided, oh, we're going to give some people their legacy check marks back. And then it was like, hey, I didn't, I don't support this service. I didn't ask for this blue check. I didn't verify this information. This was not done by me. That's a problem because you are saying, I said this, the, you know, the celebrity now looks like they're endorsing your service when they're not. And that's a problem because you are saying, hey, Ryan Reynolds endorses Tesla. Ryan Reynolds endorses whatever the product was. You're saying that Ryan Reynolds, one of the most famous people on the planet, I would say, uh, or at least in America, I guess, I don't know how famous he is around the world, but one of the most recognizable actors going right now, you are saying, hey, Ryan Reynolds, by showing his picture next to your logo or with your thing, you are tacitly saying, hey, Ryan Reynolds endorses our product. Like, sure, you went back and you said, hey, by the way, this was AI generated. He wasn't involved in this, but he totally should be. And then you tag him again and say, hey, man, you should be in this. And really what that would do for me, if I'm on his team, if I'm on a social media team and I see, hey, you got tagged in a thing because he's got people watching that, right? You want to make sure you're not connected to something gross or whatever. And if I'm his team, I'm going right to my uh, my legal counsel saying, hey, they made an AI thing of me. And I don't appreciate what they did. I don't endorse this product. Where do we go from here? And so I think what's going to happen, what should happen, is when you see more of these, because you will see more of these people who are, these companies who are saying, hey, we made this ad with an AI-generated version of this person, of this actor, this musician, this whoever. And now they say they endorse our product or our movement or whatever the case might be. And I hope whoever gets... um Thankfully, I'm not rich or famous enough to be involved in this because uh, then I won't have to worry about it. But if you then say like, hey, Ryan Reynolds supports this. If I'm Ryan Reynolds and his team, I'm like, hey, no, I don't. We'll see you in court. Take it down. Do the thing. Right. You issue a, a what is it? A C&D, cease and desist. Right. You do that. And then hopefully it gets handled. But it just I just. People are all, you know, they're afraid of AI things right now, right? right? The robots are taking over. Um, listen, chat GPT, it's a fun little thing. Uh, don't feed your serious stuff into it. Like if you're just saying, hey, you know, write an episode of my podcast based on my description, which is already available online for free, right? That's, I didn't see it as an issue. But I saw somebody the other day go, hey, I, I, I fed chat GPT the first page and a half or so of my novel. All right, well, now you've just given them your intellectual property, like something that you're trying to make money from. You have now given this AI chatbot, you've given it that information. So now it can use your words that you're hoping to get paid for for this book, from this book, right? You have now given that to an AI model for free that now anyone else can go in and say, hey, write me a story. And it can spit back at me the first page of your novel without any credit or payment to you. And so I guess a little lesson here is don't give your, like if you have something that you are trying to profit from, I'm not trying to profit from this show. It'd be nice if I could, but that's not the goal. And so I saw no harm in just using my public description to get a fake ass episode of this show. (laughs) 
I saw no no real big deal, right? But the idea behind, you know, oh, like use it to write your novel and and you know, we can use it to write a script and like, yeah, sure, you can. That's I mean, you know, write me an episode of the of the honeymooners in twenty twenty three or whatever, and you know, it'll spit something back at you. But it basically where was I don't know. I I just I'm not saying it can't be used for something fun. That's what I'm saying. That's that's why I made like an AI episode. I know this this has kind of gone off the rails, but I I'm just I think we're all kind of coming at the AI thing in from different way, different places. But we're all landing maybe at the same spot where no one should have their likeness used without their consent. Whether or not it's like whether it's just me, a guy sitting here in basketball shorts in his basement on a Tuesday afternoon recording his show, talking to himself, or if you're Ryan Reynolds, the most fame, one of the most famous guys in the world, and they're saying, hey, he endorses this product. That's good. Don't do that. Don't do that. I hope I hope we don't see more of those. I know we will. But I you know, I just the idea that this is that someone that some executive at a company decided that this was okay to do. That someone said, hey, we're gonna make an ad. Who should we get? We should call someone. And that someone in a room said, no, we can just use AI and manufacture whoever we want in this ad. And that someone said that was okay to both to both make it and share it and then tag the person whose likeness they used very likely without their permission is just gross to me. And I'm sure Ryan Reynolds will not be the last person this will happen to. Um, so I guess just be mindful if you're looking at an ad. I don't know. I, I started a new thing and then we're just going to coin that and say consent matters again. Just I just I don't like it, especially now because, uh, you know, the writers strike. And now that if you don't, if you. Man, we're not going to go down this whole rabbit hole, but if you think that they're not going to try to use A.I. to write scripts and have, you know, just pay people a day rate to fix them up and make it make sense for TV. Uh, you're fooling yourself. So that's going to go in the newsletter, by the way. We're going to talk about the writer strike a little bit in the newsletter for this month, which will be out in a week or so, um, but less than that, probably Tuesday or Wednesday. So there you go. AI, what, we started that talking about AI ads, and then we started talking about all kinds of other <laughs> So sorry, this is, this is what you get with this show. You know, if you're new to the show, this will make no sense to you. Because like, Pat, your brain seems to be misfiring in real time. It's exactly what's happening. I'm still mad about those stamps. I can't find them. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get up and go find them as soon as we're done here, which we're just about done. Um, so we kind of did a serious thing there, and I don't want to end on a serious thing, which is why we're gonna do one more thing, just a quick little uh, hot take, and then we're gonna end on a, a baseball game I'm playing on my phone. So we're gonna end on something fun and dumb. All right, there you go. There, that all right. Don't use celebrity fakes for your ads, people. Don't do it. It's gross. I feel like we just talked about that for 25 minutes. <laughs> I don't know. We'll try to cut that down. We'll, we'll see what happens. All right. So there we go. We got some fan mail the other day. Thank you to whoever sent this in. I don't know. I didn't write it down. Uh, Pat, can you give us a hot take on a serious topic for the show? I just want to know your opinion on something real. Thank you for that. I appreciate the uh, I appreciate the confidence that you're going to enjoy what I'm about to say or that it's going to mean anything to you. So I do have a hot take. I got several of these, but we're going to pick one because you said one. Here's my hot take. Health insurance should not be tied to employment. 
There is no reason that everyone in America should have to have a decent job, a decent paying job, just to be jab, just to be able to go to the doctor. There's it's it just maybe this is a little socialism coming out of me here. And that's fine. If we disagree on this, that's fine. It's my show. Come come on, uh, write a rebuttal to meltingpat.com. There's a big contact form in there. Go check it out. Or leave me a voicemail. All right? Speak pipe. It's right there on your phone. You got 90 seconds. So, or uh, 209-867-7638. You get three minutes. So, I, I've never understood why, why health insurance is tied to employment. I mean, I get it. because. The idea from the people who make the decisions is, well, they should have to pay for it if they want good insurance. Or on the other end, if you are receiving public medical assistance, Medicaid, if you're receiving this, then, oh, then they don't have any money. And so we pay for it then, but we don't want to and we're mad about it. But there's people who don't have any money anyway, so they can't pay us. And so everybody in the middle of that, like there's the extreme of you don't have any money. And so the state, well, your state should pay for your insurance. Or at the other end, where you have a good paying job or a decent paying job, where then you pay for your health insurance. And then everyone in the middle who, say, works part time or who or whatever they do, or they're unemployed or something like that, right? So they say they work part time and they don't make enough money, like they don't work enough hours to be considered full time. And so that means they don't qualify for health insurance, which is. Because if you if you live if you're a citizen of no that's not even I was gonna say citizen of the world but I don't know if that makes sense if you live in America here's what we'll do here's the hot take well the hot take is health insurance should not be tied to employment let's add to that if you live in America you should should we go that far to say you should have free yeah you know what you should have free health care Healthcare should be subsidized by the government. And don't, again, don't you dare let anybody tell you that the government doesn't have the money to do that because they do. The, the entire purpose of the government is to help the people of the country. And the fact that we don't have a nationalized healthcare system in America is a crock. Of it absolutely is. People around the world are like, hey, we could just go to the doctor. And I'm like, yeah, you got to wait. And you, you know, like you do with everything, you got to wait and you got to, you know, do this and that. But just because I don't have a, a good paying job or like just because I don't make enough money or just because like this doctor's not in my network or whatever, this specialist is not in my network. So I got to pay a thousand dollars or whatever to go see it. It's bullshit. It's complete bullshit. There's no reason why everyone in America should not have access to health care. And it should not be tied to your job. Just because you don't have a good enough job doesn't mean you shouldn't be able to go see the doctor that you need to go see. There you go. There you wanted a hot take. There's your hot take on a serious topic. The fact that health insurance is tied to employment in this country is a fucking scam. It's disgusting. All right. Oh, my God. I, 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 man, did not expect to go that deep and all that stuff. But, hey, you want a serious topic? You got one. There you go. Un, ungroup, unlink health insurance and employment. Put the, they, Everyone should have access to health care in this country and everywhere. They really should. I don't understand. I mean, I do understand why, but they should not have that. It should not be an issue. Your your job, whatever your type of job is, should not be a barrier to you going to see the goddamn doctor every month or so, every year, whatever. Complete bullshit. All right. There we go. See, I said, oh, I didn't think I was going to go that far. And then went further again or went back in and said some more stuff. So there we go. That's all the serious stuff for today. We're good with all that.
So we're going to go. But before we do that, I want to tell you about a game I'm playing on my phone because it's fun. And I want to know if you want in. So I'm playing a game called Baseball Nine on my phone. Little baseball, doop, doop, doop. I, you know, pitching, hitting. Whoa, it's really fun. Um, just a fun little baseball game that I play. And I actually found it when Arthur was an infant. And then what happened? Why did I have to stop doing it? Oh, I got a new phone. And then I, it didn't come over. I lost all my stuff. So I started it again. Uh, and I just play whenever I got some uh, some downtime. And it's been really great. I'm really enjoying the crap out of it. And I learned recently that I can edit uh, players' names and faces and whatnot. And so I started adding my friends in real life into the game. And then I will text them status updates of how their player is doing in the game. It's really fun. Maybe they don't care about it, but uh, I'm having a great time. So if you want to get in, I got right field, designated hitter, and a bunch of pitching spots available for when I can, um, because you got to recruit players to edit their stuff, and that costs these tickets, and they cost real money sometimes. So it might be a while, unless you want to donate to the, you know, get Pat more, get into Pat's base. Here we go. (laughs) This is so messed up, but I'm going to do it. Um, send me some money so that I can buy these, uh, these little tickets. If you want to get into the game and you can get in faster, you'll get it. If you say, I want to get in the game, you'll get in eventually. But if you want to get in faster, it's like DLC, you pay me and you get in faster. Does that work? Melting Pat DLC. That's how that's going to work. Sub to the Patreon. Do that. That's what you do. Sub to the Patreon at the $3 a month level, and then you'll get in the game faster. Okay. Does that work? There. Now we now we but so so that's at least it's not you're sending me money and getting like getting barely anything. You're not getting anything out of it. Now at least you get some bonuses if you send me if you uh, sign up for my Patreon and then I'll put you in the game as well. All right. So let me know position you want to play and um yeah, let me know. Let me know that. All right. You want to pitch, you want to start out of the bullpen, you want to play right field, you want to be the DH. Let me know. Sub to the Patreon. You can get there faster. All right? Does that make sense? Does that any of that make sense? Baseball 9. Play it on your phone and then add me somewhere. Does that sound good? No? Okay. All right. I'm going to go find my stamps so I can mail these uh, these stickers. Uh, if you want a sticker, let me know. I will write out the card when I have some time, and uh, and I'll send it to you as soon as I find more stamps. All right? There we go. We're good. We're good to go. My thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, whoever sent the hot take email about that, a serious topic, give us a hot take. Thank you. I needed to get that off my chest today. So I appreciate that as well. My thanks to our new friends, Paper Geese from Central New Jersey, because that exists in the real world. The song was Herbert Road. The EP, We Now Give You a Choice, is out May 31st. So again, you can only hear that song right here on this show. And that is really fucking cool. I love it. Thank you to Paper Geese Linktree. The link to all their stuff will be in the show notes and at the website. So there you go with that. And we are good to go, right? Yes. Thank you so much. This has been an A Boiling production. G Love and Special Sauce with Cold Beverage. They're going to play us out as they always do. Philadelphonic.com for more from them. And that is all for today. Until next time, have fun. Be safe. Thank a veteran. Wear your mask, wash your hands, get vaccinated and boosted when you can. And of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. Thank you so much for being here. I love you all. I'll talk to you whenever you decide to come back. All right? Wonderful. Till then, you've been inside the Belt of Pat on the Next Level Network. Go crap open a cold one. Yo.